ton. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Through the Smoke. I'm Andrew Ivins. That's David Lake. We're a podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Taping Friday morning, a little bit later than I'd hoped to, in advance of Miami's much-anticipated showdown with Louisville on Saturday night. Hurricanes 1-0. I think they're ranked 18 in one poll, or maybe it's 17 versus yeah. Louisville, who's also in the top 25. That's going to be 730 on ABC College Game Day, going to be in the town of Louisville in some capacity. I don't really know how that's going to work out, but that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. So, David, how you doing? Full Louisville preview. Yeah, I'm excited. Like you said, number 17, Miami, against number 18, Louisville. So, we got a top 20 matchup. Um, you know, Miami has a chance to make a little bit of a statement with a, with a national audience on Saturday. And I'm definitely curious to see how that goes because, you know, this is a chance for them to, to really kind of earn some respect, I think. Right. It's kind of weird how this has become, I mean, it's the national game, obviously college game day was there, but let, you know, I was driving back from Orlando this morning and it kind of occurred to me, Miami was never even supposed to play Louisville this season. And like right. now it's just like this monster game and maybe it's not, but I mean, if Miami were to win on Saturday night, like they will be the talk of college football, I think. I agree. And I think we'll get into it in this podcast, but, you know, I think they got a chance to, to have a nice game. I think they match up well with Louisville on paper. We'll dive into all the reasons why. Uh, but certainly, you know, it's an intriguing matchup just on the surface. You get two exciting quarterbacks on you know going at it on each side and you know Louisville brings some explosive skill talent Miami brings a an interesting or an intriguing rushing attack and a nice defense so we'll dive into the the specifics on how it all matches up but I'm with you I think I think Miami's got a chance to to really open some people's eyes this weekend we'll see how it goes and just a disclaimer, uh, taping 11.24 in the morning on Friday Eastern time, uh, I think you need to toss that out there anytime you're doing sure. a, a game because like FAU just canceled their game a, about an hour ago. And I'm not saying, you know, Miami and Louisville is going to get canceled, but who knows what player could all of a sudden not be participating and whatnot. So I just want to throw that out there as a disclaimer in case something wild and crazy happens. Um, Let's just get right into it, David. I don't even really want to start with scouting the Cardinals. Sure. Um, but I want you to give me your keys to the game for Miami. And I think I already know what it is. It's just going to be to run the ball and run and run and run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that is one key we can definitely touch on, right? So after that UAB performance uh, – you know, I think it's fair that the UM fan base, I also want to see this too moving forward in a big picture sense of, you know, what it means for the rest of the season. We all want to see the passing offense be more productive. I don't think, in my opinion, the passing offense against UAB wasn't necessarily bad. It just wasn't productive. It was, it was pretty vanilla and, and they played things close to the vest. Um, you know, it was about as a team, it's about 150 yards for the whole game. Um, you know, so we would like to see more 
against Louisville this week. But in my opinion, you know, the number one goal every, every game, every week is to, to get the win. And I think Miami has a chance to once again run the ball with great success against Louisville this weekend. In my opinion, uh, I've, I've made this clear now for, I feel like, two weeks. In my opinion, UAB's defensive front is better than what Miami's going to see this week against Louisville. So if Miami can run for 300-plus yards against UAB, I'm not predicting they're going to do that again against Louisville, but I do think they are going to have plenty of success on the ground. I I think that's going to be there for the taking whenever Miami wants, quite frankly. Um, I'm just not impressed by the personnel, particularly on Louisville's defensive line. This might be a hot take, but if you were doing like a fantasy draft, right, of, of UAB and Louisville defensive linemen, I would probably take four, maybe even five UAB defensive linemen before I would take Louisville's <laughs> first defensive lineman. I just don't think they are very good there. And, and we saw that last year. Like, honestly, what I'm saying is really not that surprising. Like Louisville, their defense was terrible last year. And the hope would be the group will take a jump in year two. And they probably will. They'll probably improve. But I think the improvements are more so with understanding the scheme and fitting your runs and being in the right spot. So it's it's more of like positioning type improvements. I'm not necessarily sure that there's much talent improvements there. I think there's a ceiling with what they bring talent-wise. So again, I in my opinion, the number one goal every week win the game. I think the best way for Miami to win the game is to continue to establish their identity on offense as a rushing team. I, I, I do think Miami will be able to throw the ball with success as well, because I don't necessarily like Louisville secondary either. Um, but I, you know, it's easier to run the ball than it is to throw the ball. What do you think of that? Would, should Miami fans be disappointed if, Miami comes out and runs the ball a bunch of times against Louisville this week. No, because I think, um, I, you know, week two, week three, whatever we are of the college football season, uh, my theory, and I'm sure I've tossed this around, uh, tossed this out on this show, but when I talk with people, I mean, I think you just need to be really good at one thing right now. And yeah. let everything else kind of fall into place. But if you know you can run the ball and you're really good at running the ball, um, then run the damn ball. Like that's that's kind of what I would do. Um, so I'm I'm all for that. Uh, and kind of touching on what you said about Louisville's defensive front. When I look at the two deep that the Cardinals have offensively, it's a bit you know it's scary or, or not scary, but you see that they have. Yeah. A ton of weapons, a ton of speed. But when you flip over to the defensive side of the ball, I mean, no one really jumps out to me as um, an all-ACC type caliber player. And I'm sure, you know, 10 weeks from now, I'll sound like an idiot because one of these guys will make the team. But um, it's it's a lot of, you know, familiar names to me because I, I covered those recruitments, but it's no one I ever thought was maybe um, an NFL guy, you know, starting at – nose tackle for them if 
you know, for, for right. the Miami fans that, that follow recruiting well is Jared Goldwire. Um, he was a junior college kid. He visited Miami for that Notre Dame game back in 2018. He was on the official visit with Jaron Williams. Miami wanted him. He ended up at Louisville. Uh, the linebacker position, I don't know if Robert Hicks starts for them, but he's a kid out of Miami Central. Um, Yasir Abdullah is another linebacker for right. them. He's a Carroll City kid. And then in the secondary, I think uh, Chandler Jones, I know he played last season against them. So there's a lot of like Florida talent on that defensive side of the ball. I just still think, you know, it's not ahead of schedule. I think when Scott Satterfield took over that program, um, there was a lot of work that needed to be done, and they've tried to add a bunch of junior college guys. But I still think that's probably a year away. So that's why I believe Miami should be able to pretty much do what it wants on offense. And I think what they're going to want to do is run the ball. Right. And I, I would agree with everything you said. I, I do think, you know, the strength of Louisville's defense, in my opinion, is their linebacker level. Um, but again, I'm not necessarily to your point. I'm not sure there's an all ACC caliber linebacker there. It's just the strength of what they do. They, they have, you know, I would honestly say four or five linebackers, that are pretty decent and you know because their defensive line really doesn't bring much to the table in terms of a pass rush they use those linebackers as blitzers from different angles and positions and spots and so that's how they generate pressure uh you know in terms of a miami pass protection perspective so you know it's going to be important during the game for Corey gator to kind of read out some some of these pre-snap looks that Louisville's going to show with the cat and mouse game that happens pre-snap with blitzing or not blitzing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but in general, you know, Louisville's defense isn't necessarily the type of defense that gives Miami issues in recent years. Miami will always struggle against teams that can rush the passer with four guys and Louisville's just not that type of defense. And honestly, they got a lot of issues on the back end too. You know, they've added some transfers and I think some junior college guys in the secondary. So maybe they will be uh, a lot better than the group that played a lot last year, but you know, Jaron Williams last year set a Miami school record <laughs> throwing six touchdown passes against Louisville. And, and you know, it was a good performance by Jaron. He, he did make some nice throws in that game, but part of the reason why he did have so, so much success is because Louisville was so poor in the secondary. So again, I do think the group will be improved. Are they improved a ton? No. Like if, you, if you're going to compare, uh, like coming into this season, the question for Miami was how much will the offense improve? You know, equally for Louisville, the question coming into the season was how much will their defense improve? I think Miami's offense has improved a lot more or will improve a lot more than what we will see from Louisville's defense this year, mainly because of a talent issue. I don't think Louisville's defense has much talent. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are just kind of my thoughts, really, uh, on Louisville's defense. If it was me, I would... I would once again just establish the run, make Louisville stop the run game. This morning on, on the website, InsideTheU.com, I wrote an article 
Ooh, love this story. Love this one. Highlighting, uh, you know, just how poor Louisville's um, run defense was last year, right? So, and and I looked at the uh, Kentucky game. And in that Kentucky game, it was the last game of the regular season. Kentucky had to turn to Lynn Bowden, who was a wide receiver. And they, they had to turn to him at quarterback because their first two receivers on the or quarterbacks on the depth chart got hurt. So Lynn Bowden is now the starting quarterback for Kentucky. Basically, it's a rainy game, cold, yucky game. Basically, Kentucky comes out and just runs zone read on Louisville all game long. I think Bowden or Bowden only threw two passes and completed one of them. But he ran zone read the whole game, and he set an SEC record in that game for, uh, you know, rushing yards from a quarterback with 284 yards and four touchdowns on 22 carries. He had touchdowns of 60 yards, 46 yards, and 32 yards. And if you go check out the article, like Louisville is not even really like touching him on these plays and it's just simple zone reads. And my point with this is look, Bowden Bowden is probably a little more athletic than Derek King, but Derek King's in the ballpark. He he's just, you know, basically just as good of an athlete as Lynn Bowden and Louisville had zero answers for him. And Lynn Bowden had really no threat of a passing game that Louisville had to worry about either. So you know, they knew Kentucky was going to run the ball that game and they couldn't stop a very athletic quarterback with a simple zone read uh, game plan on offense. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Again, is Louisville going to fit the runs better in year two of their defense? Probably, but still there was a lot of tackling issues and angle issues and just, you know, slow defense. So it's something to keep an eye on. I do think De'Eric King could have a big game running the ball if he wants to. First off, love, love, love the Lynn Bowden comp for, or is it Bowden? I don't know. There's going to be a Miami Dolphins fan in our mentions saying how <laughs> we're saying this wrong. Um, because he was selected in the third round by the Las Vegas Raiders, ended up getting traded to the Dolphins right before the start of the season. Um, but I think it's a great comp. If you just watch that story you, you're mentioning and, Similar running styles, they're, they're bigger guys, 5'11", 200 pounds in terms of they're not these frail quarterbacks and, and they take hits. I think that's a very good comp and I bet you it gets tossed around come NFL draft time for De'Aaron King. No, but um, it's a, it's a made, it made me think uh, that King should have a chance to run wild. And yes, like, are we really expecting Louisville's did the defense really get that much better without a uh, spring, you know, no spring ball? I mean, that's, that's I just... mean, yeah. I mean, we'll see. It, they were, they were okay against Western Kentucky, right? But what could we really take from that? And I will say Western Kentucky does feature a quarterback that is a similar build to Derek King. And a, you know, he's an athletic guy too, Tyrell Pigram. So he's about a 5'11", 200-ish pound uh, quarterback. And I think he gained 
about right around a hundred yards. But, but when you accounted for sacks and all that, that his net rushing total dropped down to 60, you know? Um, so again, so you're Miami, tell- Miami features very good running backs. And so it's a pick your poison proposition when you're running the zone read against when you're, when you're Derek King's a quarterback and he's, you know, deciding whether or not to hand the ball to Cameron Harris, Jalen Knighton, or Don Chaney, or keep the ball. So there's going to be rushing lanes, I think, against this Louisville defense. So you're saying if you have a player prop available at a sports book, just hammer (laughs) the over on whatever Derek King's rushing yards are. Well, it depends what (laughs) it is, right? The the number does matter, but I would feel good about Derek King having a nice running game. I I, I think like last week it was 64 or something like that um one let's let's pivot to the other quarterback Mikel Cunningham who also at one point went by Malik Cunningham he's Louisville's version of uh the Cam Harris Cameron Harris Cam Davis Cameron Davis (laughs) um right what what are your thoughts on him because he's a guy who's got a ton of preseason love yeah um, and even got a bunch of love after yeah I think he threw for uh personal record 300 yards against Western Kentucky yeah threw for about 330 340 in the season opener Um, he's a good college quarterback Uh, he's a guy that's that's also a dual threat I'm not sure he is quite as dynamic of a runner as Derek King but not many people are but in terms of like uh, when you get into the red zone you, you have to account for him as a runner he's going to run for touchdowns if you know, the first read isn't there and everyone's in man coverage. He'll run for an easy touchdown, which is what he did against Western Kentucky in the season opener. Um, I will say, look, again, on the front end, he's a good quarterback. He's definitely a guy, you know, Miami. He, he could definitely beat Miami on a good day. But I will say his stats against Western Kentucky were a little misleading, in my opinion. He got away with some risky throws. Um, I, you know, after watching the game I would have I count about three passes he got away with that should have been picks two of those passes were completions um, for about 110 yards or so one of those completions went for a 70 yard touchdown so Western Kentucky didn't you know their safety play was just not great they they didn't take advantage of those opportunities and I think if he does those things against Miami, Miami's going to make him pay. And I will say this too about Malik Cunningham. He, he does put, he can make all the throws. Like arm strength is not an issue, but he does look to throw with a lot of touch. And he puts a lot of air under balls too, which, you know, if you have good instincts and speed as a, as a safety or as a corner, there's going to be chances to make plays on some balls, I think. So um, that's what I'll say about him. But I will say too, he can throw a very, very nice deep ball. And he, he has receivers that can run under those deep balls. Honestly, they are faster probably than Miami's quarters. Um, so that's something that Miami's going to have to deal with during the course of a game. From a, from a defensive standpoint, one of the big keys is limiting explosive touchdowns so you can't really expect Miami to limit explosive plays those are going to happen against this Louisville team 
they're just too fast, too good. They're going to get those yards. The thing you've got to limit is the touchdowns. They can't score on those yards. You have to make them work for their points. Um, and again, I think I said this in the, in the last podcast, but if you ever hold this offense to a field goal, view that as a win. That's, that's a good job. So, um, you know, Mikhail Cunningham, I think in the last game against Western Kentucky, he was definitely deep ball hunting. I believe he threw eight deep balls, which is a lot. Um, you know, so that's def- they're definitely going to test. They're going to go at Miami's corners, which, you know, after the performance from the season opener against UAB, it's something that Miami fans should be a little concerned with. Um, but we'll see how, how they handle up. I do think it's fair to point out last year, you know, overall DJ Ivy and Al Blades played pretty well in coverage against Louisville's offense. So we'll see how it goes this year. Tutu Atwell is the one guy you got to keep an eye on. I know I rattled it off a bunch of South Florida guys uh, a little bit ago on the defensive side of the ball, but he's the one to track, um, found some success against Miami last year. And for those yeah. Unaware, he's a former Miami Northwestern Bull. He was a, a quarterback, one-time FAU commit. Um, right. I think the great Larry Bluestein told me that uh, Tutu was pound for pound the best player in Miami-Dade County, uh, whatever cycle he came out. So uh, he's the guy you yes. definitely have to track. And um, yeah, we yeah. can get you know. I, do you put the key two- with him? Tackle him in space, which is easier said than done. Right. And last year he burned Miami in that regard. He had an 80 yard touchdown catch and run. And that play was a beautiful play design where there was some rubs and crossers where he was essentially like the assignment was Mike Peakney needed to, to run with him, which was obviously a matchup Louisville liked. They got to, to the ball. Peakney couldn't, uh, get through the traffic to try and tackle him. And once Tutu hit the sideline, it was gone. He was gone. He's arguably the fastest guy in pads in college football, in my opinion. It's either him or Anthony Schwartz, I guess, at Auburn. Um, But, yeah, I mean, easier said than done, but you cannot let Tutu Atwell kill you with yak yardage. I think, too, this is a really nerdy thing that I went and looked at, but one thing I would be concerned with uh, with Tutu Atwell is on those first downs when you know Miami typically has a striker on the field instead of a nickel corner, and so that means Tutu Atwell will probably be covered by a striker. Um, so how much is Louisville going to look to throw the ball on first down, particularly on on some deep shots? Are they really going to try and exploit that matchup? I looked at the Western Kentucky box score, and Tutu, he caught seven passes for 70-something yards in the game against Western Kentucky. Six of those passes were on first and tens, and they went for like 64 yards. So this is clearly something, you know, Louisville knows, you know, typically on first down they're not going to bring out their nickel corners or whatever. So that's going to be something to monitor, I think, during the game too. Uh, Let's take a quick break. Coming up on the other side, uh, we'll give our predictions. We'll also look at some player 
pro- not props, but projections from Sportsline. They're pretty uh, spot on last week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, David, uh, before we get into the projections and the predictions, um, give me a potential player of the game for Miami. On both sides of the ball or just one player? I said one. You got to give me one. I'll go Brevin. I'll go Brevin Jordan. I think Louisville um, struggles to cover inside receivers with their linebackers and safeties. Brevin wasn't available for last year's game, if I remember correctly. And, you know, we saw in the third quarter against UAB what this Miami offense can really be when they start targeting Brevin in the passing game. So I think they're going to build on that. I wouldn't be surprised if Brevin has one of the better games of his UM career this week. Wow. You know, last week is over under for receiving yards was like 53, I think. Um, and he ended up with 51. Yeah. 50. 51. Um, All in quarter. Yeah. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball for, I think, potential player of the game. I'm going to go Gervin Hall at safety. And I'll tell you yeah. why. I mean, I guess I could have really picked anyone in that in that back end, but I think out of all of Miami's safeties, he's probably the better ball hawk. I, I don't know if you would agree with me, but I, yeah, I mentioned this on the other, or I don't know, one of these podcasts. Um, it's been a while since Miami's produced multiple turnovers in the same game. Uh, obviously, right. they didn't have one against UAB, Louisiana Tech. They had one. Duke, they had one. Uh, FIU, they didn't have any. Um, so I just feel like a big turnover-type game is coming. And, and why not choose a guy like Gervin Hall, who has no problem getting sideline to sideline to maybe come down with a ball or something like that. And I think Louisville's going to want to throw it. Um, yeah. And they're probably going to throw it a lot. So he he's someone I think – I mean, Bubba Bolden would have worked too, but – I have a hunch that uh, this could be a game where Miami uh, busts out that turnover chain, which we haven't even seen for the 2020 season yet, but it just feels like one of those ones is coming. And go back to last year's game against Louisville, um, they forced three turnovers. You know, they picked off two passes. I think Al Blades had one, uh, also recovered a fumble. So I just have a hunch that type of game's coming. Um, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll bank on it being Gervin Hall. No, I think that's a good pick. And, 
you know, I don't know if you realize it, but I think Gervin had a pick in, in last year's Louisville game. So okay. I know I th- Al Blades had one. Yes. I, yeah, they had multiple turnovers in that in that Louisville game. So that's a that's a definitely a solid prediction by you. I'm curious to see, you know, to your point, I want to see how, how much more Bubba Bolden plays against Louisville than he did against UAB. Now, Miami's made it clear they're going to rotate their safeties, which I'm fine with. But I think the rotation needs to start trending more towards Hall and Bolden playing more. Yeah. And I think, you know, Bolden had a strong performance, in my opinion, uh, against UAB with his tackling in space and, and run support. So, uh, and, and, you know, his, he's kind of known for being a, a rangy guy, too, which against this Louisville offense is going to be important. So, and, and you know, to your point with the turnovers, I think Miami's defensive line is significantly better than Louisville's offensive line. So uh, Mikhail Cunningham could be under a lot of pressure, which forces bad decision decisions typically, and we'll see how that goes for Miami. Give me a guy that definitely needs to step up for Miami. So not like a potential player of the game, but if Miami's leaving or flying back home on the charter jet, it's because this guy – took care of business yeah I'm gonna I'm honestly I'm gonna go with Zach McLeod so you know didn't have the greatest performance against UAB but uh I'm gonna chalk that up to first game of the year stuff and I think you know he can potentially bounce back against Louisville and look when you ask all these Miami defensive players about Louisville's uh offense the first thing they always say is we got to stop the run. We got to stop the run. We got to stop the run. So, you know, Louisville's explosive passing offense definitely catches your eye, but really it's all built off. Uh, their, their pretty impressive run attack as well. Javian Hawkins is, you know, one of the more explosive running backs that Miami's going to see this season. He gets to the edge very well. And, you know, it's going to be up to guys like McLeod and the linebackers in general to meet him when they get to the edge. So, um, you know, honestly, that's, that's the thing as a Miami fan, that's one of the bigger things you should be looking at in terms of how the game is going. If Louisville is able to get to the edge in the run game and have success in that regard, that's a very, very bad sign for Miami's defense. That means Louisville's, you know, going to be hitting some big plays eventually in the passing game uh but if Miami's able to contain things in the run game uh which which the Manny Diaz defense has done the last two times they played against Scott Satterfield's offenses so if that trend continues this week I would I would think Zach McLeod had a bounce back game that's a it's an interesting I want I want to know how much two linebackers are on the field I, I think there's a chance we'll only I see. I think that's fair, too. I'm very curious about that, too. Like, they're just going to – I mean, heck, play Amari Carter at linebacker this week. Right. Um, right. Let's get into these sports line projections. So, uh, well, I guess I should preface this by saying, according, according to William Hill, as of noon on Friday, uh, the Cardinals are a two-point favorite over – uh, Miami, some 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 books or different uh, places have it at two and a half. I've seen some chatter out there that it could get all the way up to three. 
which is kind of interesting to me because this game opened and Miami was like a right. two-point favorite. Um, so that means a lot of money has come in on Louisville. Uh, and Sportsline, their projection, they're projecting a, a 28 to 27 win for Louisville, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how much those computers are taking into it into account that there is no crowd or anything like that. I mean, just right. like a big glorified scrimmage. They got King going 17 of 35 for 218 with about two touchdowns and an interception. Also have him with 62 rushing yards. I think that number will be way higher. Um, they got Cameron yeah. Harris, 76 rushing yards. I think that number is going to be way higher. Right. And then Knighton and Chaney both running for about uh, 30 yards apiece. Uh, did find it interesting, though. They think Brevin and Jordan – and Will Mallory, who will be Miami's two leading receivers. Um, and you got to remember last week, I don't think either of those guys had a target until the second half. And I think maybe Brevin had one in the first half. Yeah, that he dropped or it went yeah, they, through his hand. Yeah, they squeezed it in there. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of aligns with what you think about Brevin maybe being a, a break, not a breakout player, but a player of the game. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a tough matchup. Um, for Louisville. And yes, I'm with you in terms of Derek King's, you know, those sports line numbers, their projection. I would take the over on 62 yards rushing. I would take the, you know, way over to be honest on Cam Harris for 76. And honestly, Knight and Cheney being in the thirties, you know, again, we'll see. Maybe Miami wants to come out. To me, it all depends on how much does Miami want to come out and really try and prove they can pass the ball. Uh, if they really care about doing that, then yeah, maybe the rushing totals won't be quite as good as I expect it to be. But I think if Miami just says, hey, we're going to run the ball till someone stops us, I think Miami's going to have success doing that. So, um, you know, I, I, I am a little perplexed by the gambling lines that are out there because I don't see it. Maybe I'm being super Homer guy, but um, it's interesting. There's no doubt about that because to me, the bottom line with this game is very simple. I think Miami is much better on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I think Miami uh, will be able to run the ball with more success. And I think Miami has the better defense. So I guess I don't understand. And I think Miami is just the more talented team in general. I guess I don't understand how Louisville is favored, but we'll see how the game goes. That's because the books always know, David. Um, <laughs> no, let's, let's kind of bring, I guess, circle back to it. I don't understand the, the line either because go back to last season – and, you know, that was four games ago. And, you know, how much has really changed? Again, there wasn't a spring camp, and I know changes have been made, but that Louisville game was after the Florida State week. And, and Miami's offense was okay against Florida State. Um, I don't think they were great. They're still relying very heavily on the big play, which was also the case the week before against, against Pittsburgh. So I feel in a way like Danny Nose's offense was – spinning its yes. tires and then they play Louisville and they, and they drop 52 points on them. I just right. think Miami's offense right now is in a way better spot 
Uh, and I only saw one game of it. So I, that's yeah. Miami. That's kinda... Remember like Miami last year could not run the ball, but against that Louisville team, they ran for 200 yards, I think. Um, and in my opinion, this, this Miami rushing attack is way more potent. So I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. May it, I'm viewing this through my orange and green lenses, but man, I, I don't know. We'll get into our predictions. You ready to make them? Yeah, you want me to go first or you want to go first? You go first. Because <laughs> I know what you're going to pick. Uh, I got Miami winning 38-28. to 28. Um, Probably, you know, do I feel confident about this prediction? No. Um, I just think Miami wins, and I think there's a good chance that they win by double digits. Um, now, I could certainly see the Hurricanes coming out flat. Uh, who knows? There could be some crazy guys that can't play or anything like that. I think there's a lot of unknowns, but I think on paper, Miami's the way more talented team, and I think they should be able to find success. And defensively, um, I think they should be able to produce some turnovers. So that's why I, I think 38-28. Uh, I also could see this thing definitely getting into a shootout. Yeah, so my algorithm, I put it, I, I put all the data in, right? And it gave me this crazy score, 59 to 28 Miami. And I'm like, algorithm, I understand like Jaron Williams threw for six touchdowns last year against this team and Lynn Bowden ran whenever he wanted to run against this team. But let's be real. That's not how it's going to go. So understanding that I am going with the score of Miami winning 41 to 31. So I guess I'm in that same plus 10 range as you are again we'll see how it goes Miami is as certainly disappointed uh you know as recently as last year in in my opinion winnable games like this to me we'll see how this team handles things on the road but I just you know to your point I think Miami matches up well with Louisville right right they're just they're not a team that again Typically, Miami really struggles against teams that can beat them up on the line of scrimmage. And Louisville's skill players are definitely dangerous, and they could definitely... Keep them in the game. Yes. Uh, But I think over the course of a game, that, that battle on the line of scrimmage and Miami's defense is going to be the factor that lets them kind of pull away late third through right. the fourth quarter. I was just going to say that uh, if this thing is close at halftime, I would look into like a live wager on Miami in the second <laughs> half. Just because I, I think we saw it against against UAB. And it's right. not even like a coaching adjustment thing. I just think um, Miami, like you said, the front seven or, or both line of scrimmage, they're going to win the battle at the line of scrimmage. And they seem to be... Should, yeah. Yeah, they, they seem, should. Yeah, they seem to be pretty well... Um, kind of condition so i know i i agree i i think that that 10 range i mean my my fear would be is just manny diaz in this type of spot and i think we'll know a lot about manny diaz in year two based on how they come out um because they can yeah. very well they could very well come out flat flying up to louisville sitting around in the hotel room all day you're on college game day uh easy spot to get caught up in the moment um so i i think you know if, if they could. I agree. And if you remember too, last year in the first quarter, in the first quarters of the Florida game 
and of the North Carolina game. So those first two games of the season, right, when you're still kind of getting your bearings under you, so, so, so to speak, to the season. Miami, uh, their defense allowed two explo- you know, an explosive yeah. touchdown in the first quarter of both those games. Louisville certainly has the personnel to do that type of thing to Miami again. So, again, limit the explosive touchdowns. Explosive plays are going to happen, but they, you just can't let Louisville score on those plays. Yeah. Um, before we wrap this up, got a plug. We'll have full coverage on InsideTheU.com really all day Saturday. And then yeah. I, I'm sure me and you are going to tape a podcast yep. Sunday morning after type deal. Um, I will be going to be my third high school game in three days on, on Friday night. A bunch of Miami commits are in action. Uh, American Heritage traveling to Shamadad Madonna Prep. So you got Thad Franklin, James Williams, uh, Alan Hay, Jamal Johnson, and a ton of targets are going to be playing in that game. And I know Gabby's going to be there as well. So we'll have full coverage from there. Got to do, got to plug a little. Yeah. Um, plug Recruiting a little. never stops, dude. Never stops. And we always got you all covered on that front. But yeah. Definitely check the site out throughout the day Saturday as well as we build up to the Louisville game at 730. Uh, We'll definitely still have plenty of content cranking throughout the day. And guys, if you have, if you're signed up for our our Pick'em contest, do not forget to uh, get that taken care of. Yeah, let's go. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Take care.